This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is entitled, Financial Series, Part 5, You Reap What You Sow. It is difficult to give willingly if you have not given all of yourself to the Lord. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I'm going to be ministering today uh, in part five. I know we've been talking about finances. This is part five of our series on financial matters, on financial, uh, financial series. We went forth the first, the first, second, third, and fourth Sunday in August. We had parts one, two, three, and four. Last Sunday, fifth Sunday was our young adult Sunday. They had church, and we're going to resume and pick back up today and talk about money, 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 money. Money. Some people got to have it. Some people really need it. Some people do bad things, bad things, really bad things with it. This is part five, and, and I'm reading, I'm going to be preaching from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. I've entitled this message today, uh, You Reap What You Sow. Look at your neighbor and say, You Reap What You Sow. You Reap what you sow. Look at this passage. Matter of fact, allow me to just walk down through these five verses. That's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to point out some things to you, but let me, let me walk down through these five verses. Let, let me remind you that the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. It is a church that has had its share of drama, its share of, of stress and yeah. issues and tensions and fights and arguments and carnality it's just like First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. And it's probably just like your church too. It got issues. But Paul is writing to them because he's making a, an appeal to them about giving. And I know people don't like to talk about giving, but he's talking to them about giving. And he says to them in verse number one, walk with me here for just a moment. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Stop. Stick a pin right there. Let me just walk down through this slowly. Let me stick a pin right there in verse number one. Let me, let me stop, stop right there. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. He said, listen, I, I, I'm making an appeal to you, but, but let me remind you about the churches in the poor community of Macedonia. Let me tell you about the churches in the hood. Let me tell you about the churches who are struggling. These are poor people, the churches of Macedonia. Then it says in verse 2, it says that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Oh, this is so powerful and so profound. I, I should talk about verse number one that talks about the fact that they had grace smeared upon them. But I'm, I don't have time to talk about that today. But I wish I could talk about that. God took these poor people and smeared his grace on them. He blessed them with the power and might to do what they were supposed to do and to be what they were supposed to be. He smeared grace upon them. But he said God did that to them while they were in verse two. They had a great trial of affliction and they had deep poverty. They had two significant situations that they were faced with. They, they, they had great trial of affliction. That, 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 that's, that's a significant thing to highlight there. That word trial means they were put to the test. And the word affliction means they had pressure put on them. God, 
God does something. See, when you're under pressure, some of you are under pressure and you've got great trials. You're being put to the test. God is, you, you've got affliction and you're being tried. Are you faithful to God? Are you going to love him? Are you obedient to him? You're being tried. And they had the pressure of these afflictions pushed upon them. And not only that, the scripture says they were in poverty. These were poor people. They weren't just poverty. The scripture says they were in deep poverty. They were in a deep state of poorness. They were, uh, they were beggars, as it were. They were the ones sitting out on the street, standing on the corner, begging for dimes. Begging for pennies and nickels. They were in deep poverty. They lived well below the surface. That's what deep means. They were below the minimum wage. They were well below the standards that would be acceptable lifestyles. They were in deep poverty. Well, many of you might have money might be tight and situation might be difficult. Not too many of y'all are in deep poverty. This, this was a people who were in deep poverty, but I got to say something about them, this, these people, because right in the middle of their trials of afflictions and their deep poverty, look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. In the middle of their great trial of affliction and their deep poverty, they had the abundance of joy. In between all this hell they were going through, they had joy. In the middle of them being tested and the pressure of life and in between their deep poverty and all of the stuff they was going through, grace smeared upon them gave them great joy. I don't know about you, but joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We can overcome anything if we've got the joy of the Lord. If we've got God's joy, we can be more than conquerors. We can endure anything. And these poor people survived and made it sandwiched in between their trials and their pressure and their afflictions and their, their, their poverty, they had joy. And here's, how, here, here's, here's what they allowed them to be able to have joy because they had an attitude as it pertained to giving. Now, I wanted to talk about this today because, you know, we, we spent all of the last, those last four Sundays and last four uh, weekends talking about finances and managing your money and retirement and budgeting and getting out of debt. We talked about all of that. But here's a, here's a component of financial management that is significant and important that I feel critical that I must talk to you about. And that is one of the key components of being able to win and be victorious in your finances is you have to be a sower. You have to give. You have to be a giver. I don't care how tight, how, how, how slim things might be, how difficult money might be, how challenging your circumstances might be. You can only be victorious in your finances because you can only reap based on what you have sown. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We live in a culture where people want to reap without sowing. Where people want to get without giving. They want to be up without planting. They want crop without planting. You have to sow. Sowing must become a component of your life. Listen to me when I tell you today. You have to learn to give. And the church in Macedonia had joy in the midst of all that they were going through. And God smeared them with grace because they were givers. They were givers. Don't go ahead of me. Wait for me now. Just wait. Wait for me, uh, graphic people. Wait for me. I ain't said my point yet. Hold off. Hold off. Don't reveal my story yet. Wait till I get to my point. 
since they done put it up already, let me go ahead and tell you. They not only gave, they gave abundantly. See, they, they went a little ahead of me. They got to follow a brother, follow me. I tell you, when they, they, they gave abundantly. Look, look, it says right here um, they, in verse number two, the latter part of verse two, it says they abounded in the riches of their liberality. They gave abundantly. They abounded in the riches of their liberality. They, they, they gave in significant ways. They, I, I love this right here. They had a liberal spirit. They, they, were, they, 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 they were generous. They had generosity. That was their mindset. They understood that if you want to reap a harvest, you have to sow a seed. You have to give. You got to find good soil to plant a seed in. They understood. They don't see what most folk do is they consume every seed that they have. They use every dollar that they get. Listen, a farmer understands he can't eat the whole crop. If he eats everything that comes up in his harvest, he ain't going to have nothing to plant for the next harvest. And that's what most people don't recognize and understand that if you want to have a harvest next time, you got to take a portion of what you have right now and plant it. You got to sow. You got to plant something. You reap what you sow. Go on and preach, Pastor Jenkins. I'm doing the best that I can. You got you to gotta reap what you sow. You, you, you will reap what you sow. If, if you don't sow, there's no harvest. If you don't give, there's no reaping. It's a mentality. I'm trying to tell you today, you got to learn to give. And they did it abundantly. They gave abundantly. They abounded in the... They, the scripture says, right, they abounded in the riches of their liberality. It, with, the, with the portion that they have, they gave abundantly. Oh, hold up. Let me go. Let me, let me like, whoo. I'm, I'm trying to get somebody to understand that you've got to, you've got to, you've got to sow. Here's my question. What are you sowing? How are you sowing? When are you sowing? And where are you sowing? That's the focus of today's message, that financial freedom requires you to engraft an attitude of giving. And that's, that's what the text said, they give. And, and, and matter of fact, not only did they give, it talks about how they give. It says this, it says this. Look at, it, look at verse number three. He says, for I bear witness, here's verse three, that According to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They, they had the right attitude. Now, now, now let, me, let me, hold on, let me, hold up, I'm running ahead of myself. Slow down, Pastor. They gave beyond their ability is what verse number three says. They, they gave according to their ability and yet beyond what they could afford. Now, I hear a lot of people say, I can't afford to give. And, and if you adopt that attitude that you can't afford to give, that you can't break off a piece of whatever you have that comes to your hands, through your bank account, through your resources, and sow it, you will never get out of the bondage of where you are. And yet some people have that mentality that they can't afford to give. But here's what it says about the churches in Macedonia. Here they, here's what they did. He says, I'm bearing witness. Paul says, I'm testifying to the fact that they gave according to their ability and beyond their ability. Yes, they gave according to what they could and even beyond that. And they, they, there's something they understood that most people don't get. You got, you got to give until you feel it. If you can give and you don't feel it, it don't, it don't make you stop and think. 
you gotta, you gotta say, you, here's what they did. They, they, they stopped and said, now can I give that amount? They, they had to stop and think about it. That's, that's how you know when you really are given beyond your ability, when you have to think about it, when you have to ponder, can I afford to do this? But yet, when we are, as people of faith, as people who walk with God, who knows that God sees us and sees what we're doing and seeing how we live in our lives and seeing the choices that we make. And we believe that Galatians 6 and 7 is true. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. It's a promise from God that God will not let you go give and not give it back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. Do, 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 do. Preach on, Pastor. That's what God does for us. It's an attitude. They gave, that, that's, that's my second point. They gave a bar beyond their ability. That's my second point. They gave beyond their ability. They gave beyond what they could afford to give. And it becomes critical that you look at your resources. And you look at your life and you look at your choices and you look at what you have available to you. And I'm telling you today, you get out of bondage. You get out of... you. Let me slow down. I feel tension in the room. I feel tension in the room. I feel tension across the, across the electronic community. I'm not taking up another offer. Let me put you, put you, calm down. I, I feel people hiding their purses. I feel people pushing their wallets away. I'm not taking up another offering. I'm trying to change your mindset. This is a mindset. It is a mentality that, that God wants to help you get to a place of victory and to a place of victorious living. He wants to get you to a prosperous position. Uh, I, I, I was reading, uh, as I prepared for this, that Isaac was in a place uh, in the scriptures in, in a place called Gerar and, and it says that he was going through some difficult times but it says he sold in that land it says about I, Isaac that he sold in that land and guess what then he began to prosper and then the scripture says he became very prosperous Genesis 26 try to look it up when you get an opportunity he, he sold and he prospered the prerequisite for prosperity is you have to be a sower. And they gave beyond their ability. But hold up, it didn't stop there. Go ahead, Pastor, preach. I'm doing the best that I can. They gave, verse number three and four, it says, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency, verse four, that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. You see, the church in Macedonia, I'm going to come back to that verse in just a moment. Hold up, I'm going to come back to verse 3 and 4 and read it. They decided the poor, destitute, in bondage people of Macedonia, the churches that were in the hood in Macedonia, decided to take up an offering for the poor, troubled, troubled suffering saints in Jerusalem is what they were doing. And the scripture says they were freely willing. They, they had a willing attitude. That, that's, that's, my, that's my third point. They gave with a willing attitude. They, they wanted to do it. They, 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 they gave willingly. With a willing attitude they gave. And, and it says they were freely willing. And this I love verse 4. It says imploring us with much urgency. Begging us. That's what it means. That we should receive the gift. And the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. They, 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 here's what the poor people said. Please let us give. Please allow us the opportunity. Don't, here's what they're saying. Don't take the 
opportunity for us to receive a reward from God away from us by not taking our offering. Oh, I love their attitude. Oh, I, I, they, this, is a, this is a people who get it. This is people who understood. They, they were going to get the, what God had to offer if they wanted the blessings that only God could give to them, they had to give willingly and they did it. Uh, they begged them with much urgency. I love that. They had a willing heart and they understood this truth. They understood this principle. Some people, so many people don't understand that. Here's what 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 says. God loves a cheerful giver. He loves when somebody cheerfully gives, gets excited to give, can't wait to give, look excitingly and joyfully and willingly gives. God loves a cheerful giver. It's those old tight, stingy saints. One of them's probably sitting. Some one of them might be sitting next to you. Might be sitting right in. Might might be sitting next to. Matter of fact, they might even be sitting in the seat you sitting in. <laughs> tight, stingy, afraid to give, unwilling to give. But I'm trying to tell you today, the God that we serve. Wants to prosper and bless you, but you have to be a giver. And I love the attitude of these people. They gave beyond their ability, but they gave willingly. And I know my time is coming up, but I got one more point I want to tell you, then I'll be finished. Uh, I, I just want you to, I, I want you to get this point. I want you to get this truth. That God wants you to be an abundant, above and beyond giver. Now, why, why is it? That with all the principles and the stories in the Bible of people who understood the truth of abundant giving and giving beyond their ability and doing it willingly, with a willing attitude. Y'all see my GAs, all, uh, my giving, uh, the GAs? I, don't know, I had to point these things out to y'all. don't know if y'all see that I worked for these, to alliterate these things. Uh, they, they, they understood something that most people don't get today. And the reason some people are unable to do it and won't do it and can't do it is because of what verse number five says. It says, it says that these saints gave, and it says this in verse five, and not only has we had hoped, he says, they not only gave as we had hoped with their offering, and not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Ooh, ooh, did y'all see that? Leave that right there. They first gave themselves to the Lord. See, see, the reason they could give abundantly and give above their ability and give with the right attitude is because they had first given their own hearts to the Lord. I'm finding it difficult, thank you. I find it difficult, I find it tough to believe and think uh, that you can give your money when you haven't given yourself to God. If you haven't given him your heart, if you haven't surrendered yourself to him, if you haven't said yes to his will yourself, of your heart, your, heart, your own being. You know, I, I've learned when you give all of yourself to the Lord, it's easy to give him your money. It's easy to give him everything that belongs to you. And, and, and here's, the, here's the point, is they gave themselves. And my 
to the Almighty. That's this fourth point. They gave themselves to the Almighty. They gave themselves to the Almighty. My challenge is for you to give yourself to the Almighty. Give yourself to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Surrender your will to, to him. Be surrendered to him. That's, that's ultimately what God is calling us to do because that's what Jesus did for us. We're able to have a relationship with the eternal God because Jesus gave himself to the Lord. He gave himself to Christ. Uh, Jesus gave himself to his father. He surrendered himself and he's calling you and I to give ourselves to him. And I make the appeal to you today, give your heart to Jesus. Stop struggling, stop wrestling, stop resisting, stop fighting, stop saying no. Give yourself to God and he will bless you beyond your wildest dreams and expectation. He will smear you with his grace. He will pull you up out of the hole that you're in. He'll wash your sins away. He'll cleanse you. He'll forgive you of whatever you've done when you give yourself to him. That's my appeal to you today. Give yourself to the Lord. Give your heart to him. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He loves you. He cares about you. He died on the cross for you. He knows about your struggles, your challenges, your problems, your life. He knows about you. And he's calling you today to say yes to him. He gave himself to the point where he died on the cross. And I'm here today to tell you, give yourself to the Lord. You die to you, he'll resurrect you. He'll give you new life. When, when he pulls you up out of where you are, he will give you new life. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. We must have an attitude to give to be victorious in our finances. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.